Good morning, I'm Andrea Figuera, and this is the Word in 7 Minutes for Tuesday, October 11th, 2016. Protests and demonstration in France against the government's plan to evacuate and then replace in many municipalities of the country at least 9,000 refugees or asylum seekers of the jungle of Calais. Residents of Pierrefaux took to the street in outrage, demonstrating against the plan to transfer approximately 60 refugees in an abandoned structure, while left-wing activists replied welcome them. Mayor Patrick Martinelli, who led the procession, said that even if they understand the dismantling of Calais, their small towns are not the solution for the dismantling, because are too small to host so many people. A similar protest as well in Forge-le-Bain, south of Paris, after the arrival of 40 Afghan refugees. The outrage over this project is very deep. A few days ago, gunshots were fired in two future reception facilities in saint brave in l'Océan, in the department of Loire-Atlantique, and in Saint-Hilaire-du-Rosier, in Isère department. Intimidation gestures that portend the worst for the coming month, when the jungle will be evacuated for real. While less than a year before their presidential, the far-right Marie Le Pen's party is leading the fight against the new plan of President Hollande, which aims to close the tent city of Calais before the year-end and replace asylum seekers in 164 cities around the country. Britain too is doing its part to deal with the humanitarian crisis, taking hundreds of chilled migrants from the Calais refugee camp. Amber Rudd, the Home Secretary, said on Sunday she has discussed with her French counterpart Bernard Cazeneuve ways to accelerate cooperation on the resettlement of refugee children in the UK, prioritizing the safeguard of children aged under 12. This decision shocked public opinion as much as the news about the comeback into politics of Tony Blair. British ex-Prime Minister told in an interview with Esquire magazine that it's a tragedy for British politics if the choice before the country is a conservative government going for a hard Brexit and an ultra-left Labour Party that believes in a set of policies that takes the country back to the 60s. Last month, Blair has unexpectedly closed his consulting firm, Tony Blair Associates. Already at the time, there were rumours that the reason was a desire to return in some way to political activity. The only Labour in history elected three times Prime Minister said that it's too soon to say the centre has been defeated, centre that he identifies as the heart of the electorate. Centre, a word also ended up on the front page of newspaper in recent days, when Theresa May, during the Conservative conference, pointed out that her party has to change, stop defending the elites and take the centre of the political spectrum. Staying in the old continent, Jaber al-Bakr, the 22-year-old Syrian accused of trying to carry out a terrorist attack in Germany has been arrested. Since Saturday, the man, subject of a nationwide manant, had been on the run after the police stormed into his apartment in Chemnitz, near the Czech border. Authorities found a cache of explosives and other bomb-making materials inside the apartment, similar to the explosive powder used in the Brussels and Paris terror bombings. Georg Michaelis, president of the Saxony State Crime Office, said at a news conference that the suspect had approached fellow Syrians at the Leipzig train station and asked them if they could shelter him. The fellow countrymen agreed, but after recognizing him as the wanted man, they tied up him and then took a cell phone picture to a local police station. Al-Bakr was registered as a refugee in Munich in February 
and was granted a permit in June to stay for three years. German Chancellor Angela Merkel's spokeswoman thanked the authorities for their work on Monday, adding that thanks and recognition also go to the men from Syria who informed the police about the whereabouts of suspects and their contribution to the arrest. Authorities said that another Syrian was arrested over the weekend. The man is considered the mastermind of the terror plan and has probably ordered the explosive material. Now let's talk about what's happened in Japan, where an alert has been raised after the largest active volcano in the country began belching out plumes of smoke and ashes nearly 7 miles into the air. The ashes have caused damage within a radius of miles from the volcano, forcing the population in the area to flee their homes. This is the first explosive eruption of the volcano from January of 1980. Japan is located inside the so-called Ring of Fire, a horseshoe-shaped area of 25,000 miles of the Pacific Ocean, where a large number of earthquakes and volcanic eruption occur due to the 452 volcanoes and the movement and collision of plate tectonics. Friday, the weather agency said that Mount Aso is in an unstable condition and could erupt, warning residents of volcanic ash, rocks and pyroclastic fragments. While it is unclear whether the eruption is related to earthquakes that hit Oita and Kumamoto Prefecture in April, killing 49 people. The alert is still high and the remembrance still fresh. Two years ago, on September 27th, Japan suffered its worst volcanic disaster in almost 90 years, when Mount Ontake in Nagano Prefecture suddenly burst to life. Changing the topic, a growing number of US cities are moving to downplay Columbus Day in favor of the rebranded Indigenous Peoples Day. Since the 2015, at least 14 communities in the United States designed the second Monday in October Indigenous Peoples Day. States such as South Dakota has avoided the Columbus Day name for decades, declaring in 1990 the famous date as Native Americans Day, while cities like Phoenix and Denver will celebrate their first official Indigenous Peoples Day on Monday, becoming part of a growing movement that aims to acknowledge the suffering Native American people endured during American colonization. Columbus Day traditionally recognized Christopher Columbus' 1492 arrival in the Americas, but according to Matowin Monroe, organizer of Indigenous People Day of Massachusetts, the continuous glorification of Columbus is damaging them, particularly the native children, adding that celebration like this perpetuates the idea that Columbus discovered something, but the natives were already there. That's all for today. Subscribe or follow the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud or Twitter. And visit the website at thewordin7minutes.com. As always, thanks for listening.